before diving into the podcast this week, I just wanted to give a big shout out to the first fleet manager patron, Shan. Thanks for signing up to support the podcast. If you would like to join Shan and support the podcast financially, you can do so at patreon.com slash trucker talks, where you'll get a whole bunch of bonus content, shout outs, and maybe even some input into the podcast itself. All that said, if you don't want to sign up, no problem. I appreciate so much that you're here and are sticking around with the podcast. On with the show. Welcome to Trucker Talks. This is your Trucker Talking. My name is Brandon, and on this week's episode of the podcast, we're going to do something a little bit different. This time, we don't have a thought experiment in the traditional sense, although I hope we will be doing some thinking. Rather, we will be taking a look at the nature of consciousness and the way that it interacts with our biology. Uh, and specifically the way our intentions and our knowledge can affect the way our bodies work. Now, there are a few things that might be well known about uh, phenomena like this, the uh, most famous of which would be that of the placebo effect, which will feature a little bit later in the podcast. But I think there may be some other ways that these two things, our consciousness and our biology kind of interact that you haven't heard of or thought about before. So we're going to have a little bit of a, a introspection on what things we might be conscious of and what things we aren't and how we might indirectly affect them. So grab yourself a hot drink, sit down, relax if you can, close your eyes and we'll just examine our consciousness for a moment and see where it takes us. If you're in the position to do so, assuming you're not driving or doing something that is pretty physically intensive or requires your attention, close your eyes and I want you to Notice the things that you are noticing. Right now, if you're following my instructions, then one of those things will be that your intentions are to do as I am saying. But I want you to think about the other things that you are doing. Are you moving at all? Are you scratching an itch? Are you opening your eyes a little bit to check on something? Are you feeling anything in particular? Are you feeling hot or cold? There are a lot of things that you are doing right now that you are conscious of that to some degree you're choosing to do that you could, with a simple act of will, change. Maybe you're sitting down you could stand up if you wanted. Maybe your arms are resting on your lap. You could lift them up. But there are also a lot of things that you are actively doing that have nothing to do 
with the part of yourself that you are aware of right now, your consciousness. Now, if you are sitting silently and still enough, you might just be able to feel or hear the beating of your own heart. attention up to your mouth, you might be able to feel the production of saliva occurring there. And at that thought, you might find that you want to swallow some, or you have the urge to adjust something in your mouth with your tongue or your jaw. There are other things going on that don't get any feedback on whatsoever. Right now in your stomach, assuming you've eaten or drunk something recently, there is the production of enzymes and acids to break down your food. As you think about it, if you've eaten recently, you might feel a rumble in your stomach, but all of that as far as your consciousness is concerned, feels like something that is happening to you rather than something that you're doing. And that's the case with so many things. If you are injured or have a cut or a bruise anywhere on your body right now, believe it or not, at this very moment, that is healing. Your blood vessels are carrying necessary nutrients and proteins to the areas of your body that need it. And you're rebuilding. Now, we can separate a concept of you that is conscious from the you that is unconscious. You can feel like you have a body, and you can feel like you are a body, all at the same time. But there are some things that link those two views, ways in which your conscious self indirectly control or influence unconscious self and some of us might never become aware of or make use of this ability but we're going to take a look at some people who have and use that as a question mark for what on earth consciousness is and why it does what it does I first heard about an extraordinary population of people based in a remote area of Thailand from a TV documentary called Human Planet, voiced by John Hurt. I learned even more about these people because of an article done by the BBC based around Anna Gislin's research based out of the University of Lund in Sweden. She went to this tribe to investigate the phenomena 
of children who were able to see underwater far better than you would expect any human to be able to see. Light travels differently underwater and our eyes are not evolved or mechanically used to focusing in that environment. And yet, when tested, these children were able to recognize detailed shapes and symbols from comparable distances to that outside of the water. Now, the first explanation that scientists went to was that this was some evolutionary adaptation, that the population had lived so long uh, in watery areas, they lived in stilted houses over tidal areas of the sea, spent most of their time on boats and swimming, that it was simply selected for because it was an advantage for hunting and recognizing danger under the water. But the problem was that adults didn't have this ability. Furthermore, some European children were later taking part in an experiment and it was found that children from other populations were able to, in inverted commas, learn to do this very thing. With enough practice, their eyesight improved underwater. Now, only children were able to do this because their um, the parts of their eye necessary to focus the light are more supple uh, and flexible than that of adults whose eyes have stiffened up over time, apparently. But there's something strange about this phenomena that struck me even when I first heard about it years ago in this documentary, because we don't have any conscious control over the way our eyes focus. Not directly, anyway. You can absent-mindedly go kind of blurry-eyed or cross-eyed, but you cannot make yourself see something better or worse simply by looking at it and willing it to be so. So what is happening with these children? Aside from the mere physical ability their eyes to alter in ways that stiffer adult eyes can't. It has to relate to the way the children are consciously setting themselves a goal. You'd have to have been living under a rock to have not seen one of these funny experiments where you're asked to count how many times a ball is passed between a complicated interweaving group of people while wearing different colored t-shirts and to maybe an extra ball is being thrown that you're not counting the number of passes for. The punchline of the experiment is that while the ball is being thrown, some interesting visual phenomena, a, a person dressed as a gorilla or a bee walks through the group of people and bangs its chest before walking off, um, occurs. And the vast majority of people report having never seen it at the end of the test, even if they get 
the correct answer as to how many times the ball has passed. Because the counting of the ball is, in fact, a deliberate distraction. And what the experiment shows is that our goals filter our perceptions. What we consider to be irrelevant to our goal, we just do not see if it doesn't make itself important as an obstacle or a means to achieving that goal. Now, within that experiment, it simply affects the conscious image that we have of what is going on. But with these children, there's something more going on because the goal of these children is far more abstract than coming up with a right answer. It is to see clearly. And they couldn't describe to you the means by which they would be able to see clearly. These children don't understand the refraction of light in your cornea and how pupils need to shrink or grow larger in order to focus light properly into certain spots. They just want to see. And the effect seems to be the other way around. Their intention to see affects not the image that is projected into their consciousness, but their body's ability to perceive an image in the first place. It affects their biology. But this means that our conscious ability to set goals feeds back into the way the unconscious parts of our body react. And that's a significant truth. In fact, that might be, and this is just my theory, a clue as to the purpose of consciousness within a biological circuit. It's a feedback loop that examines things on a level that just uh, a computing system, like you'd see in a computer, just input in, output out, based on the algorithm, is actually under constant evaluation. And though we can't simply change the programming, we do somehow feed back into it. There are other ways we can do this. People who are champions at holding their breath go into meditative states beforehand. In fact, in human planet, there is a man who can lower his heart rate to 30 beats per minute before diving 20 meters under the water and spending four, five, six minutes underwater spear hunting. But there are even more significant ways that our consciousness can edit our biology. And that's an effect known as the placebo effect. There was yet another BBC documentary that came out a few years ago looking into the phenomena of the placebo effect. One of the experiments performed in the show was on patients who suffered from irritable bowel syndrome. This is problems with digesting food and passing waste that make it very painful or uncomfortable, um, that 
can be aggravated horribly by certain kinds of food, in some people by almost any kind of food, and they have to be on incredibly restrictive diets to avoid these uh, sufferings, so to speak. Now, the patients were split into control groups, placebos, and actual treatment drugs. And what they found was that the placebos worked. These people didn't know what they were taking, but they knew that there was a chance that they were taking an active drug. And their symptoms waned significantly. Some could go back to a completely normal diet. Now, they repeated this with other patients and found that even when they had told patients that they were being given the placebo drug, they still had improved symptoms to the same degree as when they thought they were taking an active drug. Now, usually, we understand the placebo effect as uh, a positive mental bias that produces some good result. When we think we're taking something that will help us, we experience those benefits somehow, psychosomatically perhaps. But what we see in the experiments here is that it's not the deception that produces the effect. We're not even consciously deceiving ourselves necessarily. Some of these patients who knew they were taking a placebo, when they ran out of pills, they went to pharmacies and just asked them to give them some sugar pills or something so that they could keep taking an entirely inactive substance to help them get better and treat their symptoms. Our consciousness, the way we structure our understanding of the world, the way we set goals, and the way we understand how we interact with the world around us, affects far more than just the way we can consciously move our limbs, or speak, or picture images or concepts. Our consciousness has abilities that we really do not understand scientifically right now. And I think that that's really, really important when it comes to trying to solve big problems and ask big questions. Because if we are restrictive in the way we imagine the things that we can affect within ourselves, maybe habits, maybe... Um, ways of understanding other things, other people. What we know is that we really can limit our perceptions. We really can limit our potential to regulate ourselves. These people who suffered from irritable bowel syndrome clearly have within their ability, somehow, within their biology, the ability to overcome their illness with no physically 
examinable exterior effect. We can do more than we think. And I personally believe that this points to the fact that our consciousness is far more than we know right now. And maybe you think that too. And there's a lot more to say about consciousness. And so, we'll keep the conversation going. Here, with Trucker Talks. Thanks again for tuning into the podcast this week. I mentioned a lot of articles and documentaries in this week's episode. If you want to check out any of those, I will put as many links as I can find in the description of the podcast. Uh, You'll also find a link there to the Facebook page where you can like and comment and share. You will also find a link to my Patreon page where if you want, you can join uh, Shan and my friend Nathaniel in supporting the podcast financially. If not, no worries. I'm super glad you're here. I'd love to hear from you in the comments Uh, and the message uh, feature in the Anchor app. If you send in voice clips asking questions or suggestions, I might even include those in later podcasts and we could structure entire episodes around them. Who knows? Um, Next week, I'm not totally sure what uh, we'll be looking into, but I look forward to it and I will see you then. Have a good one, folks. Once again, I apologize today for the variety of audio quality and background noise. It was raining for the first time while recording the podcast this week. So if you can hear the little pitter-patter of rain, let that just add to the authenticity of the Trucker Talks experience. I also have a new lapel mic that I started using while recording halfway through this podcast. And since time is limited... I didn't have time to go back and re-record the other parts. So again, bear with me. Hopefully uh, quality will improve with this new microphone. And thank you so much to Nathaniel who sent me the microphone. He hasn't signed up as a patron, but he is supporting the podcast in ways that are incredible. So thank you to you and thank you to Shan, our fleet manager patron as well.